Hello and welcome to episode 20 and we are in Revelation chapter 16 and we are your hosts Apostle Charles Wright and Dr. Stephanie Wright. In today's presentation we see God's intense anger or wrath poured out on all who have rejected him. Some say God should be forgiving but as we have seen in previous chapters of Revelation God gave mankind many opportunities to repent, not only before the tribulation and the great tribulation, but during the tribulation period. So he said, enough is enough. It's time to pour out the final judgment through God's bowls of wrath. The title of today's presentation. Starting in verse 1 of chapter 16, it reads, And I heard a great voice out of the temple saying to the seven angels, Go your ways and pour out the vials of the wrath of God upon the earth. And the verses are self-explanatory. They don't need a lot of explanation. Verse 2 says, And the first angel went and poured out his vial upon the earth, and there fell a noisome and grievous sore upon the men which had the mark of the beast and upon them who worshiped his image. The second angel in verse three poured out his bowl or his vial upon the sea and it became as the blood of a dead man and every living soul died in the sea. And verse four, the third angel poured out his bowl upon the rivers and fountains of waters, and they became blood. And the fifth verse reads and says, I heard the angel of the waters say, thou art righteous, O Lord, which art and was and shall be because thou hast judged thus. Sixth verse, for they have shed the blood of saints and prophets and thou has given them blood to drink, for they are worthy. Making a comment, I would refer to verse 3, first of all, because uh, in this verse, it's the second angel who poured out his vial upon the sea, and it became blood. And the sense of odor of dead people or dead men or dead mankind was there in the sea, and living souls died in the sea, and other creatures. But the third angel... Uh, he's poured out his vial upon the rivers and fountains, referring to fresh water that's able, you can drink fresh water and you can drink rivers from rivers and creeks and inland waters. But um, these two different angels pouring out upon what appears to be water. The third angel, his water that he poured out upon um, became as blood. It reminds us of what happened in uh, the history of Egypt in ancient times when God sent the plagues there. Uh, and so we are looking at sin being punished. And I'm seeing also in this ver in these verses five and six that uh, it says, "For they have shed the blood of saints and prophets." So this is basically also saying that God's wrath is justified um, because of what was done to the saints and the prophets, uh, and. So he is pouring out his wrath. He's pouring, he's pouring out judgment because of what was done to those people who loved him and who followed him. 
All of this is happening to those who worship the beast and the Antichrist and Satan and who took the mark of the beast and uh, and continue to reject God's offer for salvation. Uh, and when Stephanie referred to uh, the blood, uh, especially, I'll say, in the sixth verse where it said uh, the blood was in the water to the point where it eventually we'll see later. You can't drink blood and live, especially when we get to the uh, fourth angel. Okay, and uh, moving on to um, verse seven. Verse seven. Mm -hmm. And I heard another voice out of the altar. Even so, Lord God Almighty, true and righteous are their judgments. And I basically already commented on that, that these are the judgments of God because of what happened to the, uh, the the saints and the prophets. And notice that it said the voices came, the voice came out of the altar. And we studied earlier that the altar, under the altar, were the those who were uh, saints or prophets and who were martyred because of their uh, stand for God. And I believe personally that the voices were as, the voice, I should say, was on one accord out of the altar from which the martyred ones of Christ uh were found. And they were requesting, asking the Lord earlier when we studied, uh, how long and how long. But we're told in Romans, I believe, that the Lord says that vengeance is his. He will take care of it at his own time. And moving on to verse eight, and the fourth angel poured out his bowl upon the sun and power was given to him to scorch men with fire and verse nine, and men were scorched with great heat and blasphemed the name of God who has power over these plagues. And they repented not to give him glory. So we see here that um, what is most powerful about these two verses is the fact that people were suffering with scorching uh, heat, burns, whatever, and they blasphemed God. And that is like the high, one of the highest forms of uh, cursing God. And it's just boggles the mind that you can be cursing God instead of calling out and crying for mercy yeah. from him. Yeah. But it's an were, act of contempt. Yes. Wow. They were blaspheming God. Mm -hmm. And verse 10, and the fifth angel poured out his vial upon the seat of the beast and his kingdom was full of darkness and they gnawed their tongues for pain. And again, they blasphemed the God of heaven because of their pains and their sores and repented not of their deeds. So again, we have the blaspheming and uh, something that Apostle Charles pointed out to me is that in the process of blaspheming God and suffering the way that they were, that is probably why they were gnawing at their tongues. And one commentator said they basically bit their tongues off. Hmm. Well, and, and then uh, after Stephanie read the uh, ninth verse about the, uh, well, actually the eighth verse going into the ninth verse about the angel who had power over the sun, creating an element of scorching in the earth. It made me think earlier about the fact that there was no way to have water to drink from the creeks and the rivers and the fresh waters uh, that the third angel had done. I think second angel or third. Yeah, the second angel had done. You can't drink blood and you can't drink the water because it's bloody. And so in spite of the fact that they were dehydrated because of the scorching of the sun, they couldn't they couldn't find any relief. 
Amen. Now we're reading from the 12th verse. And the sixth angel poured out his vial upon the great river Euphrates, and the water thereof was dried up, that the way of the kings and of the east might be uh, prepared. In other words, this is an opening uh, so that God would allow uh, people from different nations that still did not had a contempt for God, had a contempt for Israel, has a contempt for uh, Jerusalem, has a contempt for prophets and everything to come and gather in one place uh, to prepare, be prepared in, for a setup of destruction. And that's what we see here. And it's in it's in the scriptures throughout. If you would, you can read from Joel three and two or and verse uh, 12 as well, if you want to read further. So this Euphrates opening uh, is, a, a, is, is preparing for them for destruction. The 13th verse said that John said, and I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon and out of the mouth of the beast, which is the Antichrist, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. For they are, the 14th verse, for they are the spirits of devils working miracles and or signs which go forth unto these kings of the earth and of the whole world uh, throughout the entire world called into this gathering. And we believe this gathering has taken place and prepared at Armageddon. And uh, so we see there, uh, this is taking place here. That's the end of the 14th verse. Okay. And going back and just commenting on uh, this river Euphrates that uh, is dried up, we will be talking about this great river Euphrates and the fact that these uh, kings coming from the uh, east are going to Armageddon, as Apostle Charles has just pointed out. And we'll be looking at this again in Revelation 19, 19 and 20 and 8. Moving on to verse 15, behold, I come as a thief. Blessed is he that watches and keeps his garments, lest he walk naked and they see his shame. So starting at verse 15, behold, I come as a thief. Blessed is he that watches and keeps his garments, lest he walks naked and they see his shame. Jesus says here that he comes as a thief. So we need to stay ready, not get ready or be ready. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse, verse 2 says, The day of the Lord comes as a thief in the night. So we need to stay spiritually aware and spiritually prepared because Jesus tells us in this verse, 15, that he is coming like a thief in the night. Yeah, that's a stealthy coming. Uh, uh, and if you read, I believe it's in Matthew 24, Jesus also referred to the fact of his coming. Uh, it's more than once that he talks about his return. And you don't know the day nor the hour. And of course, we have uh, all of us are aware of this, the, the parable Jesus gave of the five foolish and the five wise virgins and that they were supposed to stay ready for the coming of the bridegroom and uh Half of them weren't ready. Okay, in verse 16, we've already basically talked about that, that these uh, these kings of the east were going to be gathered together in a place called Armageddon. Verse 17. Okay, in verse 17, Then the seventh and the seventh angel poured out his vial into the air, and there came a great voice out of the temple of heaven from the throne, saying, It is done. So often we don't pay attention to the Lord saying it is done. Whenever the Lord says anything, he says it and it is done. Whether you're here or there 
or anywhere. When the Lord says it's done, it is done. And I noticed that this angel, he poured out his vial into the air and into the atmosphere. And I saw it as a way of preparing to make a greater destruction and judgment upon all these kings and so forth who are in the earth and those who worship the beast and the false prophet and Satan himself. I looked at it as you, you remember they say you have a spiritual warfare and that uh, you don't war- wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness and spiritual wickedness in high places. So I see this coming down from heaven, from the into the places of the spiritual wickedness in high places, into the place of darkness and into the pow- places of powers of the devil down to the uh, principalities that are in the earth. I see this uh, seventh angel pouring out of his vial into the air. If somebody said, speak it in the atmosphere, you war against the devil. Remember when Daniel, Daniel prayed and was trying to get his prayer answered and, 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 and the messenger couldn't get through because of the prince of eight. It was called Prince of Persia and he had to war against it. So you and I down in the earth, we stand with the Lord all the time and help to war with the warring angels. And even those we prepared with the seventh angel does his job. We should be doing our job down on the earth. And reading from verse 18, it says, and there were voices and thunders and lightnings, and there was a great earthquake, such as was not seen since men were upon the earth. So mighty an earthquake and so great. Why don't you make some comments, Andrew? Well, verse 19 goes on and talks about that earthquake. And it says, and the great city was divided into three parts because of this earthquake and the cities of the nations fell. And great Babylon came in remembrance before God to give to her the cup of the wine of the fierceness of wrath. So we see this great city and commentators believe that this is Babylon. But it's not just Babylon that is affected by this because it talks about the cities of the nations. Mm -hmm. So that tends to imply that it is worldwide, not just Babylon. But Babylon, we must realize, is not just a city that we are talking about. Uh, when it says that Babylon came to God's remembrance and he gave to her the wine of the fierceness of the wrath, we're not talking about a city, but we are talking about a um, system, a mm-hmm. world, a system of political, economic, and religion. And those are the three parts. These were wicked. It was a wicked and corrupt system. And the history of it goes back into the Tower of Babel in Genesis 10, 10, I believe, where the people in Babel tried to build a tower basically in defiance of God. And ever since then, uh, there's this, been this defiance and rejection of God. And yet he comes back and he still shows love and he's shown love down through eons of time. But then eventually his he is angry, eventually it the time is at hand and he gives people plenty of warning so that's where we are in the book of revelation verses uh, chapter 16 through 19 we are looking out at the pouring out of god's wrath it this is the end yeah. this is the end yeah it's a fierceness of his wrath and pl- do pay attention closely to the 19th verse where stephanie replied uh, responded to or pointed out cities of nations that's how big this earthquake is not a local earthquake, like we can't have one here, none over there. But no, this is worldwide earthquake from the bottom of the sea where there are uh, ocean mountains, even to the great parts of the entire world. The entire world is having an earthquake. 
And in, in uh, response to what Apostle Charles just said, it says that every island fled away and the mountains were not found. So that is how what the effect that this earthquake had. Mm-hmm. Islands were gone. Mountains were gone. And, I, you know, I thought about the uh, the mountains that we see, how how grandeur they are. Even the, what is that mountain over there that everybody wants? Mount Everest. Can you imagine Mount Everest being moved to the point where you don't see it anymore? That is a great, great earthquake. And reading from the 21st verse, it states, And there fell, fell upon men a great hail out of heaven, every stone about the weight of a talent. And men continued blaspheme. They continued to blaspheme God because of the plague of the hail. For the plague thereof was exceeding great. And um, we looked at uh, the word talent, the weight of these uh, hailstones out of heaven. And uh, we've heard anything from the weight being 100 pounds, 120 pounds, 170 pounds, 108 pounds. I've heard even 200 pounds. So we really don't know. But it does imply that when God released his people, his people from the bondage of Egypt and slavery, one of the last plagues was hail coming out of heaven. But these hailstones at that time, they weren't huge like this. And can you... Can you imagine trying to dodge 100-pound balls of rocks coming down out of heaven? Amen. Well, that is chapter 16, and we thank you for joining us today. We encourage you to go back and read this chapter and also go back and listen to some of the previous chapters, especially if you are just now joining us. Um, We give an an overview at the beginning in uh, Revelation 1. And we thank you for joining us. We are rolling right along here. And we have uh, two more chapters or three more chapters that we will be talking about uh, as far as God's wrath being poured out. Thank you for joining us today. And may God's peace, power, and protection cover you. Amen. Amen. If you want to contact us or comment on this podcast, please visit our website at cgmissions.com forward slash podcast, where all episodes are available by category and series format. You may also view these episodes on our YouTube channel, the symbol at CG Missions Inc. or INC. This is Apostle Charles. Until next time. God bless you. Charles George Missions is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Donations are tax deductible. Donations may be made through our website, cgmissions.com.